is going on? I want to welcome you from AFCOR for today, <clears throat> Wednesday, March 9th. I am, of course, your host, Sean Murphy, and alongside from Marquette, Michigan, standing at six foot one, he is power forward. Standing at the three, he is a small forward. Playing like Dirk Nowitzki, however, he is the Marquette Dirk. The man in the shirt, the man outside, he's he's open wide. Troy, Sergey. Troy, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, the more and more I like that introduction, it reminds me of of why it's that, and it reminds me of Dirk himself, and that just that just gives me goosebumps, Sean. So thank you. <laughs> Honestly, I just realized how much it sounded like the opening introductions, like the starting lineups. In Space Jam, when he's just like going like the monster, <laughs> they're running in like all oh, like this, and it's like oh my gosh, like it just reminds me so much of that voice. It freaks me out. But anyway, you know what else freaks me out? How good of a podcast this is because this is from Afcore Reach, and every week Troy and I sit down and talk all things. NBA basketball. If you like that, be sure to subscribe to this channel. Be sure to like this video. Be sure to share it with a friend and join in the comment section down below. We are available on YouTube, but also we are available on all the podcast services that your heart could possibly desire. If you're some guy that has to be some trendy hipster on Android and wants to go find a random mom and pop podcast app, that's okay because we're still there. I would bet you we're there. But anyway, Troy, there's a lot to talk about today. A lot beyond where where our podcast lies because the people have made it here troy there has been a lot of crazy things happening of late there was the play of lebron james yeah everything uh which by the way i i do want to make a point real quick i've i've had this thought troy and i want to propose it to you unless there's any significant developments I don't think we should talk about the Lakers for the rest of the year. We can talk about Lakers players, but not yes. Lakers as a team. Yeah. 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 Deal. Because, Deal, Sean. because I'm done. They, <laughs> um, they're not even, they're not worth the airspace. They really aren't. Um, I saw someone, uh, it was like a meme on fa- uh, Twitter of some guy holding up a sign and it said, quit, uh, quit broadcasting lakers and knicks on national tv yep. and i'm with that <laughs> quit knock it off yeah <laughs> anyway the one you know this saturday night lebron was on national tv he was on abc with the lakers against the warriors which i mean obviously that's one you got to have on there right and mm-hmm. lebron went out and i would say had a pretty good game one yeah of his better games of late um, a 50 piece bro uh, yeah you know just a 56 piece at 36 years old. Yeah. So LeBron James, of course, goes out, gets 56, which first of all, I think one thing to note, um, I think this is a really bad Warriors defense right now. This is, uh, they need Draymond Green back and they need him bad. Uh, reports suggest that he should be targeting return March 14th. Against the Wizards, so okay. uh, reportedly he should be back by then. That's what they're hoping for. Obviously, with like a back injury, you don't want to rush it back, so that's just something you're targeting for. If he feels good that day, then he will be back. However, as of right now, we don't know. But Troy, what 
what do you think like what was what what crossed your mind when you saw LeBron dropped 56 and do you think this is like actually something or do you think this is just okay LeBron can still do that but that doesn't change the fate of this Lakers team yeah definitely the second option with a little splash of the first because uh-huh. I think ultimately the truth is uh, LeBron James can still do that. It's worth talking about, uh-huh. but the Lakers are so doomed, man. <laughs> like right. there's nothing, there's no restoring that team. But what, where I would say there's a splash of truth in that is that it was very impressive. Like that is LeBron James, right? There's no, there's no vintage LeBron James, Sean, right? That is LeBron James. Well, like, Agreed? yeah, well, yeah. And people are pulling up clips of like him talking about how he could be the leading scorer in the NBA every single year if he wanted to be, which mm-hmm. It's true, and, and and that is the thing. Of it, it almost felt like we haven't seen a game like that from LeBron in quite a while, especially mm-hmm. not in a regular season. And so for him to do that was was really a statement. But also, I I just can't help it, man. Like whenever you watch this team, like they needed those fifty six points to win that game. Like they correct, correct. they needed that. And another thing is, you know, we talk about all the the young talent of the league, guys like Luca and John Morant and stuff. And, you know, LeBron James should still be in the conversation when we talk about the top five and ten players of of the league Um, and of all time. But um, you know what I mean? So, like, I think I think the NBA as a as a league is definitely trying to more so brand your Lucas and your Giannis. But. At the end of the day, LeBron James still deserves to be talked about in the same breath as those guys, even yeah. as a thirty-six-year-old. Yeah, right. Well, and 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 I, and I, and I don't think, I don't think we're brushing him off to the side super quickly. I don't think mm-hmm. we're brushing him to the side as much as we're brushing the team to the side. I think. Yes. Listen, I mean, we're going to talk about this very briefly. And we'll move on. It's it's the classic thing. I mean, the roster around him's dog shit. What else do you want yeah. him to say? And then, yeah, that's really all there is to say. They're not worth talking about because then the next night. Jason Tatum. Yeah, sure did. Goes out and drops 54. This guy, I mean, it's one thing like LeBron, LeBron James, one of the greatest players of all time. There's there's a degree of it that's not really much of a shocker because it's it's LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, to be as young as he is, for this Celtics team to be as good as they have been so suddenly, like this. It feels like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are growing up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It feels yeah. like they're, it, it looks like they're finding their identity as a team and they're finding their identity as stars and they're, and they're finding the way to make the guys around them better. Yeah. And ever since, I mean, because that's what they've really needed. Like, like you could get all the talent against around those guys in the world. At the end of the day, it was going to come down to whether or not these guys could actually come out and put something around those guys. Right. And, and 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 it was and it was the fact that it was the fact that this team is the number one defense since the calendar years flipped. It's the fact that this team is beating the teams that they are, is having the record that they have. The only team they really can't beat, by the way, the Detroit Pistons. But that's a whole other conversation for a whole different day. I mean, Troy, this feels different in Boston, and this is especially after people are saying that these guys shouldn't even be able like these shouldn't be on the court together right right Jalen so, Brown and Jason Tatum right yeah so so when you're when you're watching this like what what's going through your head like what what do you think is Boston ceiling this year and also what what do you think is the long-term plan for these guys 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, so believe it or not, when I was watching the game a little bit on Sunday afternoon, Jason Tatum's big 54 game, uh-huh. um, you know who I honestly saw little flashes of is like early, like year three, year four KD um, from, mm-hmm. from OKC, which is mm-hmm. ironic because KD made his return that game. And I'm sure we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh-huh. But um, as far as long-term plans with Boston, or as far as ceiling first, I I still see them maybe as a second round team as a ceiling. I, I don't see them as a Eastern Conference team, too, Sean. And part of that has to do with the depth of the East with um, Miami see, and Chicago. You don't see any avenue where the Boston Celtics can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? I see an avenue, but I'm not putting. What's the avenue? What like what like what would have to happen in order for the Boston Celtics to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? You would have to play tremendous defense. Robert Williams III would have to be an absolute monster on uh-huh. all every single night. There's no nights off. You would need Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to be doing nothing, nothing even remotely less than 25 points a game each. Um, so that's the avenue. What I'm, if, I'm what not if, saying it's impossible. All right. What if uh, what if Jason Tatum can average 35 a game in the playoffs? Jalen Brown can average 25. Marcus Smart can get two, three steals a game, 10 points, 15 points. And then you have Derek White. And then you have Robert Williams. I mean, like, like there's, you know, like, I, I listen, uh, like Kevin O'Connor of, of The Ringer, who's one of my favorite uh, basketball writers, one of my mentors in the space. Shout out Kevin O'Connor. Kevin O'Connor, Kevin O'Connor, Kevin O'Connor, Kevin O'Connor. Anyway, um, Kevin O'Connor said that one of his dark horse uh, finals teams is the Boston Celtics, which I think is an interesting argument because this team really is zoning in and they are getting hot at the right time. I mean, who's to say? And, and they're playing the type of basketball that you don't want to play in the ba- in, in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like having guys. No, and, and I can agree with that. And and mm-hmm. that's why my avenue, my small avenue is Eastern Conference Finals. But right. I don't see them getting getting past the East, Sean. Right. I, mean, I, I don't I, see an avenue there yet. I need I, mean, I need more production. I mean, Maybe I by the end of the year, we can see how this conversation, but, but, but I need but, more production by the one. The one interesting thing, though, the one interesting thing is that, like, with, with other teams, you could say, yeah, but, like, we don't know if this team's battle tests in the playoffs. These they guys, have, yeah. these guys have been there. They've been yeah. in the Eastern Conference Finals multiple times. Twice. So, so like, the fact that they have that experience already, but then on top of that, they have, like, a group of guys that play the game really well, a, a group of guys, like, a, a coach that, they, that seems to finally have the locker room's respect and attention again because, like, Brad Stevens, not that he wasn't a great coach, but let's be honest, he didn't really have the locker room towards the end, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's, just, that's just the way it is, but, uh, you know, I just there there's just a lot to like with what's going on in Boston right now. Yeah, there, there there's really a lot is. to like, a lot more to like now than back in October. Oh my gosh, the, the the this team and the team that started the season they're not even remotely similar, and like they only had a couple guys difference. Like they really like you know like I, I guess getting uh, getting rid of Dennis Schroeder is the solution, <laughs> and now he's in Houston. What, remember by the way when Dennis Schroeder was supposed to be like on like a contender. Remember there was like brief talks like the Lakers wanted him back and now he's in Houston. I, I mean, hey man, that's just tough. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. There's an avenue to the Eastern conference final, Sean, but I don't think to the finals because you got Philly, you uh-huh. got Chicago, you got Milwaukee. I, you got kind of Brooklyn. And, and, and by the way, Philly, 
still uh still looking scary. Very I mean, scary. I mean, just oh my my gosh, offensively they they could do it, man. They uh they had that home game uh debut for James Harden yeah. against the Knicks. The Knicks, that was awesome. That game was electric. I mean, the Knicks, first of all, they 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 really uh the Knicks went out and did the New York Knicks thing, which is uh do really well in the first quarter and then blow it and yeah. you know, suck the rest of the game. And then that's it. You go home. <laughs> yeah. And then you're yeah. Harden played better than Embiid. I mean, Embiid played fine that game, but they both played great. Harden was Harden was I thought the number one option that game. That game. You know, I mean, yeah, forward. that was his it was his yeah. first game. In Philly, I you know I I knew that was going to be a game where he was going to want to go out and make a statement. You know I I could see the the one thing I could see being a problem for Harden in Philly is is the booing because if there are nights where he's going out there getting a lot of turnovers, you know not really having the greatest night offensively, I could see that being a night where like they just go out and boo him, you know, and, and I could see him mentally checking out of games if that becomes a habit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. No, that's that's more than possible. Okay. And, and so, worth talking about. All right. So I have the stats pulled up right now. And it looks like, all right, James Harden had 26 points. Joel Embiid had 27 points. So, f- suck it, Troy. I was right. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but look at, look at Harden's assist, buddy. Yeah. He had nine. Joel Embiid had four. Suck that's- it, Sean. <laughs> suck it, Sean. Hey, you know what? The assist, no, it's but it's everything that like it's also the fact that Tyrese Maxey yeah. is shining as well. I mean, he yeah. If anything, he's gotten better with with. He's a dark Harden horse by. for that team. Yeah, like he's gonna win them playoff games. Like he's, he's like literally years old playoff games will be won this year because of Tyrese Maxey. Could be very well. Could be if if he if he contains this level of play in the playoffs. Remember, he is young. He's twenty three. So I do want to throw that out there. This will be his first playoffs, and I would guarantee you that one of the first things they're going to do in a playoff series, obviously they're going to have to target Harden, they're going to have to target MB, but I think to throw them off a little bit, I think they're going to have to target Maxi as well. I mm-hmm. think you could see some trap sets. I think you could see some double teams, but the thing is, Tyrese Maxi, he's not he's not a scrub. You know what I mean? He no, can play. So I, I think to your point, if he comes out and he's playing like he is right now, he could very well win some games for them. I just, you know, I'm curious to see like if that youth is going to be a factor for him. You know what I mean? Sean, I just want to say I have never been more excited for an NBA playoffs. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is, this is going to be insane. Like just the amount, the sheer amount of teams that all have like, like a valid take at, at the title. The crazy thing, we might not even see LeBron in the playoffs and that won't even matter. No, not even close. Honestly, with with how things are looking right now, I'm just going to say I don't want to see him. <laughs> well, yeah, here here here's what I'm going to say. We're not going to see the Lakers in the playoffs. Book it. I'm serious. Book it. They're not going to the playoffs. Hell no. No shot in hell. I would I would take the Portland Trailblazers over them right now. There's a beautiful app right now called FanDuel. You should make a little bet, Sean. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could put my money behind my mouth. I guess, I guess that is a thing. Which, uh, you know, you, you know, we're we're not sponsored by Fanduel, but hey, Fanduel, if you want to, go ahead or any other. Yeah, hey, app, by the not. way, shout out to Fanduel. Okay, keep hey, talking. Hey, hey, we're, <laughs> hey, we're not exclusive. Hey, they're, none of them are paying us yet. Okay, so we're not we're not exclusive <laughs> to anybody. No loyalty here 
However, if you want to pay us, we will gladly be loyal to you. Anywho, um, capitalism. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So, gosh, I lost my train of thought. Um, but anyway, the Lakers, we're talking about the excitement of the playoffs. And yeah, how you yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not about the so, Trailblazers yeah. or the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at if you look at the standings from top to bottom in both conferences, I think we've said it before. Like, there's multiple teams that could that could honestly vie for that could honestly go and, and and be a serious contender for a championship. I mean, like even the Mavericks in the West, they're a team that can make the Western Conference Finals if Luka Doncic goes out there and goes crazy because he's going to be the best player in almost every series. Mm-hmm. Luka Doncic, I mean, he's outside of those outside of those Clippers series he I mean he's he has not been the problem for them in the playoffs and and they've been very improved defensively Spencer Dinwiddie is actually playing really well for the Mavericks it's actually yeah. been a really good trade for them definitely. so definitely so, so hey the Mavericks they got a lot of hate from from myself included from your from yourself included you know we we were wrong I'm just gonna say it so far they are looking pretty freaking good and uh, you know, I, I I will say they they are they are another pleasant surprise this year. They they definitely feel like Boston West. Yeah, you know that's a good comparison. But also, we've seen the emergence of a Jalen Brunson too that we didn't yeah. really have. And uh, he's I'm, not I mean, going to be a piston, Troy. There's no way he's leaving Dallas. I never never assumed that. But uh, well, he Luka. Was, he. There were there were a lot of reports that Troy Weaver is interested in Jalen Brunson. Right, Troy Weaver, not this Troy. Um, but uh, <laughs> but Luca's honestly been playing on real too, so that's worth our conversation. Oh, one hundred percent, Luca. I mean, he he just finds a way to continually improve his game. Uh, he he's playing more minutes. It seems like it seems like his conditioning is getting better. Definitely, he is becoming more of a leader in my opinion and the listen the the fact that the game is already slowed down to, for him this much but the fact that he's only going to get better mm-hmm. terrifying mm-hmm. terrifying and, and and it's it's to me there's there's two players futures actually I'm going to go with three that could define the future of the NBA it's Luka Doncic. It's Zion Williamson. I'm no. L- listen, listen. I, I I know that face, but listen. There's been a lot of bad news about Zion right now. I get it. Did you see Zion last year? If Zion comes in, and, and mind you, he did that playing out of shape. And he's 21 years old too. He's 21. If Zion Williamson comes back. And he's in shape with CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram. New Orleans, man. New Orleans. New Orleans. That's a whole different conversation. If Zion comes back and he's Duke Zion, combined with that NBA dominance and efficiency, are you telling me we're we're quitting on that kind of ceiling yet? You know what I'm saying? Like, I get mm-hmm. it. But have you seen the pictures of him, New Orleans, Troy? Have you seen the latest photos? Uh, I haven't. He looks good. He looks really good. Um, send, and send your send third you guy, right now. Your third guy, Sean. This is an important one. John Morant. Yeah, mine too, for sure. Uh, I, I mean, honor, like honorable, honorable mention, honorable mention, Jason Tatum. 
Yeah, that was my that was definitely my honorable mention too. We we really see alike, man. We do, we do, <laughs> we do, Troy. There's a reason why you and I get along. We hey hey ship... hey, can we add a can we add a, a second honorable mention, Cade Cunningham? Oh uh, yeah 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 for for yeah. for us that's who we're watching because that... Cade Cunningham, Sean, is a guy that you know he may not have the like you mentioned. Um, generational talent maybe as those guys but at yeah, least he might not be like he might not have the ceiling of those guys but he he certainly he has the like all-star year after year potential as well, just yeah. about any any he has hall of fame potential oh yeah absolutely so um this picture i'm sending you troy it's of zion uh in new orleans with his dogs and someone said my mom sent me this photo of these dogs not realizing that there's that it's Zion Williamson's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does look good. He's, he looks he really look good. good. He's been yeah. working out. Also, sidebar, Troy. Did you hear? Did you hear? Uh, uh. By the way, speaking of the FanDuel thing, real, real quick yeah. sidebar. Did you hear mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley in the NFL is being suspended for a year for yeah, gambling on NFL games? I saw that today. W- way to fumble the bag. Well. Why why bet on football, man? Like, why not just bet on another sport? Like, dude. Yeah. Like, well, like, you have to know. You have to know that's illegal. You have to know. You have to. Like, there's a, anyway. Okay, that's we're we're not we're not from half we're not from half you know from half, half field. field. We're from half court. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway. So, <laughs> um, but 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 with that, yeah, I personally, yeah, I I, I am very very interested. Speaking of that, Celtics, uh, there was uh Kevin Durant made his first his second game back was in Boston. He did of course make his return at home against Miami the game before. Mm-hmm. They did lose both of those games. My, the Brooklyn Nets are now two games under 500. That's they insane. are they are in ninth place. Ben Simmons will reportedly definitely not be playing in Philly. However, I think he's going to be in the building. So he might be in the building on the bench, which, if that's the case, holy, <laughs> that's gonna be must see TV. Holy yeah, what, what day what is the... that, Sean? What what day is that? March tenth. March tenth. So that's Thursday night. I believe so. Yeah. Is that at national TV? Oh, that's got to be national TV. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Hold on, I'm on it. Yeah, they're gonna boo him. Oh, like on oh. an unreal level. But Sean, yeah, imagine Thursday, if he was playing. Thursday seven thirty. Yeah. You said what? Yeah, Ben Simmons will sit on Nets bench versus Seventy Sixers. He won't. And play. it's on TNT. Yeah, but Ben Simmons, who is dealing with with back issues, will sit on the bench. So, um, the the fact that he the fact that he's seen as two like I I will say. He is coming back, and he is working his way back into game shape. Apparently, it is mm-hmm. his back that's holding him back. Right. I will say, all respect to Ben Simmons for being there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. That, Absolutely. That takes gumption. You know what I mean? But they're gonna boo the living out of him, right? I mean, there's no, <laughs> there, there's no other, there's no other way. I mean, they're gonna. He's just he is going to have to face that and I think I think it is best to not be on the court 
to face after the first time. Right. I'm just saying, imagine if it was. I mean, the oh, last time we saw oh. anything near that was LeBron James in Cleveland. It, in it would be a di- it would be a different environment because it's one. Listen, the that the Cleveland thing was as personal as it gets. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Philly's a different animal. It they, is. It is a different animal. If you if you betray them, if you want out of Philly. If you well, the second you quit on them, oh, they are done with you forever. It doesn't take a damn thing to fix it. There, there's no going back. That is done. So yeah. yes, but I like I said, I respect Ben Simmons for being willing to go and face it and confront it and be there. Because let's be honest, I didn't expect he, him to. Yeah, he could have just stayed home. Yeah, he very well could have. And you know what we would have said? Yeah, I would do the same thing. I don't really want to be there. After everything that happened, yeah, I don't want to walk in that building. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I, I do think for his healing, I do think therapy. Listen, you just got to confront it. You just got to get it out of the way. Rip off that Band-Aid. Come back, hopefully, later in the week. You know, maybe maybe over the weekend. Maybe a home game that's very low pressure. I think he's going to be very important to what they want to do this year. But obviously, he's also going to be very important to what they want to do long term. Now he could also be a trade piece. They could decide that they don't like him, and he could they could trade him somewhere else. However, they might have to throw in one of those first round picks they got from mm-hmm. Philly. So, uh, Troy, what do you do? You like the fit with Ben Simmons in Brooklyn? Do you like the fit alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving because it does push the pace? It, he can play that supercharged Draymond Green role. He doesn't have to be the primary scorer. He doesn't have to be a jump shooter. He could even play the. He could be a small ball five. He could go out there and play the five. Sure. He could set screens. Yeah. Like like do a lot of the dirty work. Like the stuff that Ben Simmons does best. I want to like it, but I'm not quite there yet. But I will say that this is the best case scenario yeah. as far as a winning perspective that Ben Simmons could be on. Right oh, for now. sure, for sure. One hundred. This is this is a pro uh, a pro mental health uh, podcast. So I just wanted to run this by you. Yep. Do you think uh, Ben Simmons and his therapist talked about going into Philly and stepping in and facing the demons? Oh, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. No. No <laughs> way that crazy. doesn't come up. No way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, listen, man. Like, say what you will. Like, all all jokes aside, like you know, people talk about it. Like, oh no, it's just business. No, this is personal. Ben Simmons was drafted there. He grew yeah. up there. He made mistakes there. And they hate his guts. You know, they everything that happened in the playoffs, him not wanting to come back, everything of Joel Embiid, he's like the he's like the the anti-hero to to their to their king seemingly. You know what but I mean? But their story is in such good hands. They're a few chapters away from their story ending in a championship. If they do it right, if they if they if they step up and they overcome their demons of the playoffs, because remember, Joel Embiid hasn't exactly been a shining star come playoff time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What name? I mean, name the one defining Joel Embiid perform. I mean, he's maybe had like a forty point game, but sure. like they sure. lost the series. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. It, it's it's never been like it's always been in a losing effort. Granted, sometimes it's because of guys like Ben Simmons not making the play. You know, I, I, you know, but also at the same time, I mean, let's, let's not forget that, that team with, with, uh, with Jimmy Butler on it, that team could have very seriously made the finals too. 
Oh, they were. I mean, they should have won that game seven against Toronto. Let's yep. be real. I, they were. They are all playing then, Toronto for a lot. And of the then game. Milwaukee was, I thought, way too young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they weren't. So quite yeah, that, that 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 could have been a finals team like that. I mean, like all it took was all it took for for the Raptors to beat to beat Milwaukee was just oh yeah, just put Kawhi on him. Which, by the way, I don't know how that's not the thought from the beginning. Like, yeah, I get Pascal Siakam is a good player, but it's like, oh yeah, hey Kawhi Leonard, do you want to guard the other team's best player? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems like a good idea. But anyway, that's all this story for a different time. If Dwayne Casey was there, it wouldn't have happened. I'll say that much. <laughs> Speaking of Dwayne Casey, Troy, our Detroit yep. Pistons. Dude. They are they have won six of their last eight. They have won three in a row for the first time since 2019. Led, led by Cade Cunningham, led by Sadiq Bey, Jeremy Grant. It, Troy, there's a lot to feel good about, but there's also... Uh, there's also some potential looming injury stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. Killian Hayes was uh was at the press conference. Was was he playing at the end of the game, Troy? Um, he was playing in overtime, but I think he missed the last minute and twenty seconds. Okay, yeah, I think he went out with the injury. So I, I know Beef Stew is definitely injured. He he did mm-hmm. injure his knee in the second quarter, and it didn't look good. He had to be mm-hmm. helped off the court. Uh, looked like he got rolled on. You never know what it could be. It could be a sprain. It could be, it could be something completely, you know, completely normal. It could be, you know, it could be something terrible. It could be a torn ACL. He's out for the season. It feels like it, it, I just, I'm preparing, Ooh. I'm yeah. preparing for this final month to be without beef stew, which mm-hmm. that really sucks. Killian Hayes, it's a whole different story. I mean, you do kind of got to feel for him because it's like, you got to be kidding me. Another potential injury for Killian Hayes. I hope. He's okay too. I hope he doesn't miss too much time. But uh, Troy, what from your end? What's changed? What's been the what's been the secret sauce to this Pistons team? Because they are not the same team that we've seen all oh. year. In fact, yeah. I would argue since the Boston game, but the game before All Star break, this team's been different. They've had a different fire because before that, they kind of had some inconsistent effort. They weren't really defending the greatest on a night-to-night basis you know there was uh just they weren't a good team but it seems like things have really been different of late yeah the secret sauce is this sean our boys are growing up yeah kate cunningham and sadiq bay's production they're they're nba players sean and not that they weren't nba players last Mm -hmm. year because they definitely were at least for i know kate's a rookie but sadiq but they they look like normal four five six year in nba players sean they yeah. really do you know they're not making those same mistakes as they were in the beginning of the year you know who else is producing troy jeremy grant jeremy grant yeah absolutely. it's like he was a good nba player all along and i'm very proud of you for sticking up for him on woodward the other day on, i literally um, said on this podcast two weeks yeah. ago jeremy grant's about to go off mark my words mm-hmm. yeah. what happened Jimmy Grant went off. What Sean happened? Murphy's words. I have Sean been, Murphy went off. I have been spitting this for about a month now. Mm-hmm. And it feels so vindicating, Troy. It does. I, every single week I get to come on here and I get to brag about the fact that Jeremy Grant is playing some of the best basketball of his career. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, Absolutely. You know why he's playing some of the best basketball of his career? Why, Sean? Because he plays really well with Kate Cunningham. Because he plays really well with Sadiq Bay, because he fits this lineup really well, mm-hmm. and there's an argument to be made 
that if Detroit were to sign Jeremy Grant to that contract, that there's not really a whole lot to feel bad about right now. What do you say to that? I mean, this team over a period of time was averaging mm-hmm. 71 points a game. Yeah, yeah. 71 yeah. points a game. What I have to say about that is a lot has to do with the draft still um, uh-huh. of where we land in that. Yep. But, Sean, you heard it from me a month and a half ago. I was a little um, sad about the thought of moving Jeremy Grant at the trade deadline. Yeah. And, you know, he's a guy that I think – I still don't know about the max, but he's a guy that. Well, I mean, okay, four years, $120 million. Sure. Yeah, I get it. But, like, is that even a max? Four no, years, $120? That's, not. Because that's the market for him. Yeah, no, that that that's a good market for him. Um, but, yeah, we got to make sure that he's he's playing consistent if we were to do that. But I guess he's got a better timeline, is, too, though, right? Yeah, that that's where I was going to go next. Is if he fits our timeline, then we need to keep him. But if he, if we find a player in the draft who can replace him, especially at a three or a four position, right? I think then I maybe have a little more peace with letting him go. Say you know a guy like oh, I don't know, Jabari Smith Jr. is yeah. right there, dude. Yeah, dude, I, I'm impressed with him, dude. dude I, I really, dude. Am. The more clips I see, the more I see it. Like I just he he looks like a piston to me. I don't know, like I. <laughs> I, I I didn't really say it, but I kind of inherently had the same feeling about Kate Cunningham before he mm-hmm. ended up being a piston was he just looked like a piston. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm having that very similar thing right now, and it's kind of... Yeah, it's kinda that's make, exciting. Because I think ooh, he's the consensus number one, in my opinion. At yeah. least, at least, Maybe not the best I, player. I mean, we never know. But um, I think he's going to be the number one pick, well, regardless of who gets I, the pick. I don't know about... I don't know if he will, because... Because there is a legitimate argument still for Chet Holmgren. There is yeah, absolutely. a very There's another one for argument. Ivy. Here, here's the thing. I think... Well, no, there's not. <laughs> Ivy, I've heard dude, it, man. I, Ivy's good. I'm I'm sure there are. But there's also... like, Listen, there were people that said that, that Killian Hayes is the number one prospect of his draft. I love you, Kevin O'Connor. But anyway, he said that, too. Like, there's... Like, like listen, man. Like, like I love... I love Ivy. All right? Ivy's great. But... The consensus is that the, the the general consensus is that these power forwards, the top three, is still Holmgren, Smith, Bonchero, in any any order. I would still say right now, I would probably say Smith is first. I wouldn't say he's consensus, but I'd say he's probably first. I'd say yeah. Holmgren second. I'd say I'd say Paulo's third. I'd put Ivy fourth. I like your list, but I would just switch Ivy and Paolo. But here's I, I another don't blame question. You. I don't blame you. I, if I'm okay. the Pistons, I would want Ivy more than I want. I would want Paolo. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Here's a question. So, is this yeah. a draft where, um, I mean, March Madness will determine some too. But is this a draft where whoever gets the number one pick will pick teams' needs more than uh, ceiling, or I is just, this a draft where a normal draft where it, it goes ceiling first? I just don't think. Outside of like, you know, I, I think like the Pistons, they would draft the best player. Like no matter what, right. if you're if you're getting the first pick, you're drafting the best player available no matter what. And I'm now, not saying Pistons. I'm saying what if a team like Orlando. No, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. That's what I was saying was outside of the Pistons. I don't right. see a team that's drafting for need because I think Orlando is a team that they'll take anybody. I don't mm-hmm. even though they got Jalen Suggs top five, they're not committed mm-hmm. to him. 
no, like long term. If there's another point guard they can get that's better, they'll get him gladly. If there's, you know, like uh, you know, for example, another team like, you know, the Houston. Uh, the Houston Rockets, <laughs> they're not committed to anybody. Yeah, they got Jalen Green at two, but if there's a guy that's better, they're gonna go get him, right? It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously for the Pistons, I think you know, you have a, you you kind of have a few pieces. You actually but, have a core moving forward. Yeah, yeah, like they're they're starting with with a little bit of a core. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Donovan Mitchell's down. Ooh, how um, bad? Another injury. Sorry, yeah, I just saw that. Um, hopefully it's nothing too. Oh, okay, he's fine. He just got smacked in the face. Anyway, he's oh. just being, <laughs> yeah, he's just being a little. Anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, yeah. So, um, with that, I, I, you know, like there, like, or there's just there's not many teams that are going to be up there. Like, I, I could see Oklahoma City. Like, I think they're another team that would need like another like like Oklahoma City would be perfect for Chet, in my opinion. Like, you know, go there with like uh, mm-hmm. go there with Shea Gilders Alexander. You know, like build giddy, that. giddy 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 giddy. Yeah, build that build that core around them. You know, but I think again, in my opinion. I just I just don't believe in drafting for need if you have the number one overall pick. I just don't. Because you you need everything if 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 you end up being the number one overall pick. Like it's again, it's the thing of like the like people would be like, Oh, but the Pistons have Killian Hayes. So therefore they should draft Avon Mobley. Well, no, because if if anything, we've seen that Cade is a significantly better ball handler, shot creator for himself and other people than Killian Hayes is. Now Killian Hayes just had his best game of his career tonight. You know what his outbreaking game was? 12 points. That was his outroar. That was his, whoa, Killian A's went off. 12 points. Kate Cunningham does that in the first quarter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just saying. T- tonight was one of the, I think, top three most impressed games of Cade yeah. this season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You Kate know, against Trey Young like that. Six. You know, Trey started off hot, but Trey cooled down for the rest of the game. Man. No, he he really was never hot. He only ended up with thirteen points. Well, well, he scored ten of those in the first couple minutes. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and then they, well, he he actually he didn't he he was held to single digit points until the fourth quarter. Okay, he had not eight or nine, I think, in the first half. Okay, yeah, no, quarter. I'm not trying to dispute what you're saying at all, yeah. Troy. I was just, yeah, I just saw that they held him like. Like it was for 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 a certain point of the game, it was his lowest scoring game of mm-hmm. the season. Right. So, right. Uh, Trey Young went overall. He was five of twenty from the field, two of seven from three, two of four from the line. He did get twelve yeah, assists, surprising. so we still get it. He still get did get a double double. But you know who else went off tonight, Sean? Who? Joel Embiid and the Sixers again. Again, they beat the Bulls pretty good tonight, 121 to 106. Oh yes, they did. I mean, that's the a, Bulls. That's a good game against Chicago. Oh my gosh, Joel Embiid went for 43. Again. Yeah, but 14 again. rebounds too, and uh-huh. two steals and three blocks like that. That's the difference Dude, of this the, team, man. The, the thing is, is that there's so many guys fighting for that top that top spot right now you know in the like, east well like for mvp for like oh for mvp yeah, right, for like right. joel Embiid, nikola Jokic, Giannis, uh john moran steph. steph well yeah That's but the they, they've the they've been so he, he had that really bad month yeah yeah, yeah um, that's true but on top of that they just they just haven't looked the same just mm-hmm. as far as a team since draymond's been out so it almost yeah. just 
you're almost just seeing the worth of Joel. I mean, not Joel, but Draymond right now. I mean, obviously, we're seeing the worth of Joel every single night. I mean, oh, my God, that guy's a monster. Yeah. Big but, time. Big time. Yeah. I, I, you know, and, and, and I think I think for Detroit, going back to them real quick, I think, you know, it, it is kind of the weird line of do we want this team winning winning games or do we want them to slow down and make sure we secure that top pick? Because you could make, you could make an argument that the best thing for this team would be to not be winning as many games right now. However, I mean, it's, it's looking pretty, we're, we're looking in pretty good shape right now. I wouldn't be complaining too much about our current spot. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, like, like if you're going to win games, you want it to be because the team's growing and because identity is being shown, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, of course we want a top three pick and stuff, but, um, but again, you want production. You want production. Yeah, and, and and you know it's and you want to see guys developing and getting growth and 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 getting better over the season. And another guy that we're seeing getting playing time, a guy that we're seeing to develop a little bit of a role and even have trust in, in guys on the team that want to see him shoot. Isaiah Livers coming in the lineup. Oh, dude, I was gonna ask you about that. Dude, I mean, that, I know you're a Michigan guy, but yeah, what? I mean, he's, Do you have faith? I like him. I like him. He's a good kid. He's uh you know, he's he's a hard he's a hard player. You know, for me it's not really about the Michigan background. To me it's I I, I you know, he he has that he has that prototypical 3 and D build to him and the way that he plays the game. He could be a really good 3 and D guy. And I think that's the hope. I I you know, I think he's kind of like a poor man uh Sadiq Bay where like he can go out there. He could be like I think his ceiling is rookie Sadiq Bay. You know what I mean? Oh, which, yeah. which, which rookie Sadiq Bay is pretty good. But like, I think Sadiq Eastern conference player of the month, one month. Yeah. I, I'm not saying he's going to be going out there and getting as many threes as Sadiq. But like, if if he was like, like what, like Sadiq was at the beginning of last year when we like brought him yeah. off the bench and got out, mm-hmm. like got a few, th- I think that's his role. You know what I mean? And I think there's right. Right. I think there's Let's look back in Pistons history of, of, of guys like that, you know, um, I mean, I mean, Kyle Singler played a little different role, but I don't know. Like that, I guess. Second uh, round pick who comes in and I like him better than Kyle Singler. I'll be honest with you. I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a little bit more upside in Kyle Singler. I, I, I think, you know, I could see it being kind of like, uh, you know, a little bit like kind of, you know, like what, like kind of like a, like a poor man's Jay Crowder. Kind of like that. Just like oh, that right, 3 and D right. guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That yeah, he's purely yeah. out there to stretch the floor. And give you defense, that and maybe on role. the team for three or four years. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. And here's the thing: he's cheap. He, he's mm-hmm. really cheap. What and and what's the worst case scenario of watching him out there and playing, giving him a chance? I mean, what if what if he mm-hmm. is a viable guy? That thing we wouldn't have, have won there? tonight without him. Yeah, and and I mean, a lot of teams right now are succeeding because of guys that came out of the second round. I mean, look at the look at Io Desumu out of out of Illinois playing for Chicago. I mean, what a what a perfect fit, right? Yeah, having yeah. a guy that was drafted so late in the draft i mean that that's the thing where we're seeing second round picks coming in more and more having roles in the league so i mean again the mvp last year nikola Jokic, second round pick, second round pick. was drafted during a mother taco bell app a taco bell commercial i can't believe that that there was a ad for a nachos bell del grande at taco <laughs> bell while 
while Nikola Jokic, the future MVP of the league, one of the best big men to ever play the game, getting drafted while 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 freaking Crunchwrap Supreme's on the screen. <laughs> unreal. Absolutely oh, unreal. Oh, oh my gosh. Shana. I'm that makes me hungry for a Crunchwrap, by the way, Troy. Really makes me hungry for that's the only item on the Taco Bell menu I have not had. You've never had a crunch wrap? You ever had a taco? I've ever had a taco? Yes, I've had a taco. You ever had a burrito? I've had a burrito. Yeah, you've had you've had a crunch wrap. It's literally just like it has like that like circular like like tortilla kind of shell in the middle, and it's just all the ingredients of a taco. And then Mm -hmm. there's like nacho cheese in there. It's great. Good stuff. I want one right now. Give me me some Sean. See American Dream, Troy. You got to try one. <laughs> anyway, uh, but but with that, I I, I do. I, I would feel remiss to talk about one of my teams that's just been a disappointment for me this year, and that is the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. I I'm expecting more out of these guys, man. I just got to be honest with you. I just I don't know. It just doesn't feel like they are putting a the best team around. Donovan Mitchell. And right, right. I never thought Joe Ingles was a championship starting for small forward in this league. Um, you can't have two guys like Joe Ingles and Bogdanovich on the court at the same time when other guys when other teams are having athletic wings out there on the court. I just it's apparent that Gobert and, and Mitchell just don't like each other and that they just don't jibe jive well together like it just seems like after everything that happened in 2020 with the pandemic and with Mm -hmm. covid that relationship has just never been the same and so i just i'm just gonna be honest man i just i am really not liking like utah's future right now because it is looking way more uncertain than i thought it would at this point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, i i would love to know your thoughts troy what What's what do you think's gone wrong in Utah? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is they never really had the piece to begin with, if you know what I mean, right? They never actually had, you know, we talked about Boston earlier. You know, they have the pieces together. They've they they've made well, they got Donovan yeah, Mitchell. Well, that's a pretty they, damn good piece. That's a good piece, Sean, but they haven't they've never had a team piece. They've had a good player, a good player, well, a star but player, had but the they've piece, never had they haven't a had team. the puzzle. They've had a piece, yeah, they've sure. had a piece. They, they've they had a piece a, yeah, they have to a, a grand of, puzzle that mm-hmm. has not been completed yet and never yeah. has shown progress of completion in my yeah, opinion, Sean. It's, yeah, it's it's been stagnant. I mean, they brought in Mike Conley. Right. I mean, that brought him that brought him to be like a, a Western Conference top team, but like they haven't gotten past like the semifinals. Never. Never. So I I just there there's no reason to look at this team especially last year, and not say this was a Western Conference Finals team last year. This was a team that I was saying could go to the finals last year. Mm-hmm. And now we don't even know if Donovan Mitchell is going to want to be there long term. Because there's smoke, Troy. There's smoke. When there's smoke, there's fire. And uh, There's a lot of teams who would... Uh-huh. instantly change with Donovan Mitchell well, on their team. Well, what I will say, and I think this is the one of the most under-talked-about things that happened this season, is Danny Ainge going to Utah. 
Danny Ainge, you know, the the godfather GM in Boston over the yeah, past okay. te- decade plus at least. Now he's going to have his turn overlooking the basketball operations and helping mold the future of the Jazz. Troy, if you're the general manager of the Utah Jazz, who do you keep? Who do you get rid of? Who are you, who are you building around? Yeah, well, you, I mean, the clear the clear cut is uh, Donovan Mitchell and uh-huh. um, Rudy Gobert. I'd keep I'd keep Rudy. I really would. You want to keep Rudy and Donovan Mitchell together? Yeah, because you blow up you blow it up by getting rid of guys like who have market value, such as Rudy Gay, uh, Bogdan, and uh, even guys like Mike Conley. But okay, I but I I understand that I understand that's the ideal. Like, but I mean, we're talking about duos that don't work, like the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum conversation. Okay, okay, but okay. Like, but okay. I, I guess that, if you rephrase that, then then you 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 have to move a Gobert. Yeah, right. I mean, at a certain point, the conversation's got to be had, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. because I, again, it, it's going to be and, and and yeah, you can blame injury if you want to, but. Even when this team was healthy, I never thought they were a serious contender this year. No, and that's what I got at at the, at the beginning was they had the pieces, but the puzzle was never there. The yeah. puzzle could never be taken seriously yeah. when not put together. Exactly, and that's the problem is that, is that they have a guy like Donovan Mitchell who's as good as he is, and now Utah it has a little bit of a reputation. Oh, well, first of all, they have a reputation for having one of the more racist fan bases in the league, but also, but also they have the, but they also have the reputation of, of not getting it done, of having having the great stars that never got a ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, John Stockton, piece of shit, Carl Malone, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting, man. They have a lot of interesting decisions to make. And I think this offseason, you know, I, I, I would be interested to see a guy like Jeremy Grant end up in end up in Utah if ultimately Ooh. Jeremy Grant was going to go anywhere. That could be an interesting fit. That would. That would. That uh-huh. really would in a really unique way. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm Doesn't very happy he didn't, he didn't go to L.A., dude. Imagine him on that. that We're not roster. talking about them. We're not talking <laughs> oh, yeah. about them. Oh, yeah. That oh, oh, are you talking about the Clippers? We'll talk about the Clippers. They've been. Great. I was talking about the Lakers. Right. I've said that. No, 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 no. We're not even. We're not even saying their. We're following the Charles Barkley. We're not even saying their name. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I will say. Clippers would be unique too, though. Clippers would be unique. I will say. I will say. Reggie Jackson. Oh yeah. Been playing great. Big fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. Love to see it, man. I mean, this is. This feels like the Reggie Jackson we were supposed to get in Detroit. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. Th- and I this think is, this we, is we the guy we wanted. Of this. Yeah, we got we hints had of this. hints of this. Yeah, we got hints of this, but this is this is the first time he's been able to really put it all together. And like what did he, he had forty four the other night, didn't he? He he had a, yeah, he had something crazy. Like I mean, he was talking trash with uh with Russell Westbrook. That was pretty great. Hold on, yeah. let me pull it up. But yeah, it was uh man, yeah, I mean again, that which by the way, that that game the the Lakers, I mean, the one thing we will say. Again, just to keep dancing on the grave of the Lakers because I like doing it. We're not talking about them, but when we do talk about them, we're just gonna go on them. Uh, the 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 when they lost by twenty one to the Clippers, and Reggie Jackson went out and dropped a big fat thirty six piece on them. 
Guess Reggie Jackson's plus minus against the Los Angeles Lakers. Big guess. Can't think of it. I can't. Plus 44. Yeah, that's what I saw. I saw plus 44. Not 44 points, but yeah. Guess LeBron's plus minus in this game. Minus 27. I was going to say plus 22. (laughs) I didn't watch the game. And in bonus, Carmelo Anthony. Plus 17. Minus 34. Again, that's that's the uh, that's like what the teams you know like overall like what you like what you contributed overall like it, it's it's mm-hmm. a difficult stat to really talk about. I, I think yeah. a lot of people use that stat very poorly, but I will say, uh, no matter what, yikes, dude. But anyway, mm-hmm. with that, there there is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of basketball being played. A lot of good stuff happening, and I listen. I'm I'm excited for the league. Carl Anthony Towns. Just one player of the week, like NBA player of the week in the mm-hmm. West over the last week. Who deserved Carl, it? Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns has been playing really well too. There's just a lot of a lot of good basketball being played. Uh, apparently, LeBron got injured tonight as well. Yeah, but he's been kind of he's been kind of like that of late. Uh huh. I I think. Uh, do you think that's the way that they're shutting him down for the year? You think? Mm, well, every game's a game time decision, Sean. Every single game the past month. Oh yeah, and a half. I guess he wasn't playing tonight. Yeah, he didn't even play to begin with. Yeah, I could see, I could see LeBron wanting to be shut down for the year. I could see him being done. Imagine, imagine just Russell Westbrook having the reins for the final twenty plus games of the year, and he just goes out there and shits the bed, <laughs> and just gets like fifth averages fifteen points, thirty six percent shooting from the field. Like seven assists, five turnovers. Vintage Russell Westbrook stuff, eh? Hey, you're you're onto something, Sean. You're one last something. thing. One one mm-hmm. last thing about the Lakers, and then we're they were done with them. And I and I'm and I'm being serious this time. Russell Westbrook reportedly there is no chance he is not on a new team at the beginning of next year. Reportedly zero percent chance. According to according to sources, he has been defiant in changing and adjusting his role. He has been resistant to being a different player, and now is going to be on the on what the fourth team in as many years. Well, new team every year, yeah, yep. fourth team in four years. Yep, and uh, um. I could see, oh my god! I could see Portland being desperate enough to put pick him up. No way, no. There is no chance. You don't think no, so? No, no. There is, there is not a shot in the world. First of all, <laughs> if you're coming in as a general manager, uh, like like a new general manager for the Portland Trailblazers, and your first move is trading <laughs> for Russell Westbrook, you might lose your job that day. <laughs> like no joke. I'm just saying. I'm just thinking of desperate teams. That that's why I said them. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they might be desperate. I think he's going to go to a team. Imagine this, Troy. Oh, I, I I can't. I'm excited. Imagine they pick up the. All right, the Lakers pick up the phone, and it's Sam Presti. Hey, 
We heard you have Russell Westbrook. We'll take him off your hands for a couple first-round picks. Imagine Sam Presti and the ultimate turnaround move brings back Russell Westbrook to the Oklahoma City Thunder to cash in more picks and then buys him out as soon as he gets there. Buys out but then the if he gets bought out, what's going to happen to him? He's a free agent. He can go sign wherever he wants. That's, that's to me, but, if you're talking about honestly what his future is, he's getting the Blake Griffin treatment. Wherever he goes, right. wherever he yeah. goes, they're looking for a buyout. And he's going to go play somewhere for a vet minimum contract because there's no team that's going to sign him for more than a vet minimum contract. Here's the problem. Russell Westbrook might not want that. He might just want to go somewhere and play ball. So then we get the Ben Simmons uh, <laughs> scenario, right? No, this is way more. This is there is no because because Russell Westbrook doesn't have any kind of leverage. He doesn't have any kind of skill or anything that teams are that teams are clamoring sure. for or missing or upset. But there there wasn't a lot at room. first of there wasn't a lot of, at first of leverage with Ben Simmons. Well, for some there, weird but, reason, we got more of it at the end. Well, but. well, I mean, he had the leverage of not being there. He, he he was he was not in the building. That that was I mean he he did he was holding the the, the franchise. Essentially, yeah. at his will in that way that he wasn't showing yeah. up and he wasn't giving him his services, right? right. But I, I, mean, I, I see mean, obviously, a, mental I see health, mental, mental, mental health is a thing. We want to say that. But I, we, I see Westbrook demanding leverage that's not there. He, well, he can. That's fine. No one, no team's going to deal with it. What, what is he going to do if he doesn't show up? Oh darn, Russell Westbrook, don't, don't show up and shit the bed statistically and shoot terribly and be super inefficient and 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 demand all the attention because. The the book is out on Russell Westbrook now. He's defined. This is his legacy. This is Russell Westbrook. He right, is right. he is unapologetically himself to the very end. And sometimes that is for the best. And in other ways, it's for the worst. The difference between being a good star and being a great is what Russell Westbrook. Defined. I mean, look at Carmelo Anthony, right? A guy who, over time, accepted that he wasn't mm-hmm. that guy anymore. A- accepted yeah. that he that if he wanted to stay in the league, if he wanted to be on a championship team, it wasn't going to be the, being the number one guy anymore. And even if he hasn't been able to succeed, even if he hasn't gotten on a roster, has a realistic chance to win an NBA championship, Matters he sure tight. as hell has tried. It hasn't mm-hmm. been his fault. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. You know, big, big pro Carmelo Anthony guy right here. Yeah. You're so, right, Sean. you know, I, I just, I just can't help, but you know, if, and, and then the ultimate thing again, to come out and say, I had no expectations for this year. You didn't expect yeah, right. to win a championship. You didn't expect to make a run. You didn't expect something crazy to happen with LeBron James? <laughs> Miss me with that bull. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Like, like what? What's the game? <laughs> because he, the only one that's playing the game is Russell Westbrook, and somehow he's losing. And how does your teammates hear that? Because LeBron James was expecting a little something. Oh, LeBron James was expecting a whole lot. He was expecting he was expecting Russell Westbrook to come in, give it his all, 
sacrifice for the team and want to win a championship because guess what championships take sacrifice and now, that's why thing. you can respect the team more like obviously our 04 pistons yeah. or even like the mavs well, in 2011 yeah. and even this current kind of heat uh-huh. team in the but bubble again, and stuff. I, I, will, I will say though this team russell westbrook could have sacrificed he could have cut off his arm in front of the entire team threw it on the court and said you guys can use this as food I will cut my skin for shelter. Like he could have been that sacrificial. This team wasn't going to do it. wasn't going to win a damn thing. Like they weren't winning anything. They weren't going to, they weren't going to get the, they weren't going to get a foam finger at Chuck E. Cheese, let alone a championship. But I told you, Sean, the wizards would get a tiny bit better. And they did. Can we talk about the fact that the Kyle Kuzma trade is looking historic? Like how bad of like, <laughs> Like the that was the guy that they needed to get out of the building. We need to hold on to Taylor Horton Tucker, but Kyle Kuzma's got to get out of here. Well, I don't know if they. Well, I don't know what Washington was thinking, but like I don't know if they could have gotten that deal without throwing Kuzma in there. Well, no, what I'm saying. Well, well, I mean, like money wise, yeah. But what I'm saying yeah. is for, on the Lakers end. Okay, gotcha. Like on the right. Lakers end, no, we got to keep Taylor Horton Tucker, but Kyle Kuzma, that's the guy we got to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So. You know, and Alex Caruso, you let you you kept Taylor Norton Tucker, knowing that meant you wouldn't be able to keep Alex Caruso. That's looking damn bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. It is, Sean. So yeah, you know what? That's why from here on out, we're not talking about the Lakers. Ah, <laughs> oh, Troy, I love it. But anyway, with that. Troy, on that beautiful note, you know what time it is? Mount Rushmore. It's time to head from Mount Rushmore. Now, Troy, what are we talking about this week? We're doing something fun. We are doing something interesting. Don't we always uh, do something and, fun and interesting, Troy? Yeah, but this is this is a little unique. I mean, actually, uh-huh. it's really not. This is, this is cool. But uh, <laughs> Coach K inspired me. Although he's not NBA, he's college. He inspired me to do an NBA Mount Rushmore of best coaches. Oh, man. That's, I mean, yeah, that's a good question, but that's tough. There's a lot of coaches over yeah, time. Yeah, and, and I really struggled, and I don't even know if I have my list firm even going into it, but I'll just start off with um, the most maybe obvious how about, one, maybe not. How about, how about instead of the best NBA coaches, how about our all-time favorite NBA coaches? Okay, because, okay. Because I think, I, okay. think, I think best coaches – I think we're going to miss a lot of eras. I'm just going to yeah. be honest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think our I list agree. is going to be very modern. So, yeah. so an, a, a Mount Rushmore of our our favorites, Troy's favorite coaches and Sean's favorite coaches. Yeah, how about how about we all come together and it's the from how from half court Mount Rushmore of NBA coaches. Like yeah, we come together, it. we in like, you know, how about we get we each get two. How okay. about that? Does that sound yeah. good? And I'm, I'm gonna, there. And I'm gonna I'm gonna sacrifice one of my spots for you, for us, to say this guy. The first coach on the on the from half court Mount Rushmore is Larry Brown. Larry Brown, mm-hmm. a a historically great coach on almost every level. Hall of Fame basketball coach, head coach of the 0304 Detroit Pistons, the coach of Allen Iverson in philadelphia had a long successful nba coaching career was Eh. 
Well, I mean, overall, yes. he, he had a But the dude, New York man, oh my gosh. That that needs to be talked about with, with Stefan yes. Marbury. Yes. It, it needs to yes. be mentioned. New York didn't go well. Neither did Charlotte. However, I didn't even know Charlotte happened, but go ahead. Charlotte did happen. You can't forget about you can't forget <laughs> when he was the coach of the Charlotte Bobcats. But but again, it's it's really about it's really about his Detroit years. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's really when he was at his best. Now, um, the 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 thing he he and he's also the only coach to win both a NCAA and NBA yeah. championship. So yeah, I, I knew uh, that. You know he uh you know overall one thousand ninety eight wins, nine hundred and four losses. Uh, one of the greatest coaches in the history of basketball, and I think yeah. he was the perfect coach for the perfect team. And I think uh, I think for that reason, Larry Brown deserves a deserves a spot on the from from half court Mount Rushmore. Yeah, absolutely, Sean. And I think his he had some good player development too. With yeah. you know, of course, like Ben Wallace and Chauncey, yeah. and obviously AI oh, yeah. with and Philly. Even so yeah, yeah. So he knew how to develop guys too. Yeah. I think in ways where not Darko, um, not Darko. But I don't think he really <laughs> tried with Darko, Sean. I no. don't think he tried. No, he he uh, he did not vibe with Darko. Not yeah. at all. He did not like the pick, and he made it very known. Okay, very similar known. direction. Similar direction. Um, we are going to go with, uh, for my second on the Half Mount Rushmore podcast. Can I guess? Uh, um, Chuck Daly. Yep, uh-huh. Yep, he has to is. be, right? Yep, uh-huh. Um, The bad boys, baby. Mm-hmm. The Jordan rules. I mean, the guy was yeah. a genius. Listen, the guy really was. Listen, I'm going to level with y'all. If y'all thought this list was going to have two Pistons coach on, coaches on it, Get out of here. You're on the wrong podcast. Yeah, you are man. on the wrong <laughs> podcast. Because this again, this is our favorite coaches. So this yeah. isn't this isn't the best. This is our favorite. And he's definitely gonna be on there as well. Now, mind you, both of these coaches did make it to the NBA's 15 greatest coaches of all time list, which we will review after our Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. But both of those guys definitely belong to be on there. Now, but Chuck Daly's development too of Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars well, and really had a, a niche together with them all. I I think for me, like yes, those guys, he was great with them. But him and Dennis Rodman, I mean the yeah. the, the, the special, oh, yeah. the like yeah. you know like he got along great with Phil, but he had a different relationship with Chuck Daly. Like like yes. Dennis Rodman talks like reveres that man, mm-hmm. talks about mm-hmm. him like he was his father, like that. Right. They had a special relationship. So, yeah. you know, I, I think of Chuck Daly, like, you know, he was one of those guys that he was definitely hard on his team, but he was definitely, he was a leader of men as well as being a coach, you know, uh, another, <laughs> and, and, and listen, this guy's got to be on here too. I mean, let's just be honest. It's got to be Phil Jackson, right? The, the next right, coach, right, Phil right. Jackson's got to be on the, on a Mount Rushmore. I mean, the Kobe, mm-hmm. the Kobe Lakers, the the MJ Bulls, everything about it. Now, obviously, we're not we're not throwing in his time as a general manager in there. We're definitely not talking <laughs> about that. But his his coaching tenure, I mean, one of the greatest yeah. of all time. Absolutely, perhaps I think the greatest it, in our lifetime. As far and, as and the, it's incredible of the the similarities between obviously that Bulls team and that Lakers team uh, with, with a Kobe kind of like Jordan, like kind of player. But also you had your big man, you had your Shaq, and then you had your Dennis Rodman slash Scotty Pippen as your number two. Oh, heck yeah. Um, Obviously Scotty Pippen was number two, but you know what I mean of of the big guy being developed. So um, I think that's such a fun, fun comparison to look at of, of, of of Phil Jackson's team. Well, he had two, he had three dynasties, three. He had the, he, you know, he had the first Lakers team 
Um, yeah. He had the he had the Bulls. He had the two Bulls teams that that won six championships. I mean, I mean, it's the same Bulls team pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he also had the last Lakers team, the the one that won two back to back championships. Right. I mean, maybe. I mean, you know, maybe a back to back team is a quote unquote dynasty. I would argue it's a dynasty because I, I, you know, they they also made it to the finals another year. Kobe was was so good, and that team that team for a few years. They ran the Western Conference. The Western Conference went through them, and it was no question, you know. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but with that, um, Troy, who who is your second and final member of the from well, Court Well, it's a Troy Sergey, a Troy Sergey personal, and uh, we've mentioned him many times. And I hope he can win a ring this year. It's Doc That's Rivers. Be, I mean, maybe maybe I don't hope, but. I kind of hope for his sake. Doc Rivers. Uh, yeah, Doc Rivers. I love Doc Rivers. Okay. Man. I think, I'm going with having Doc on here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Celtics, man. Mm-hmm. Even when they lost to Kobe's Lakers uh, the, two years later. I mean, he had such yeah. a incredible way of, of getting that team good fast. And uh, I just love the personality he has and what he brings to the table. Yeah. And uh, I just, dude, I love Doc Rivers. Yeah, a good I mean, player too. He, he Pretty was, good player for Atlanta back in the day. Yeah, he was a special coach. He, like he, they needed a special leader in Boston for mm-hmm. that big three team. And he uh, really was that guy. He, he really was. I mean, he brought he brought culture to them. They they yeah. were unified. You know, I, I you know, and and looking at the uh, looking at the list of the fifteen greatest coaches in NBA history, uh, according to the NBA, uh, which by the way, Pistons have two of them so uh can't can't say that enough so we got red arbach casey jones pat riley another i mean honorable mention to pat riley larry brown steve kerr doc rivers chuck daly don nelson jerry sloan red holzman greg popovich uh a guy that i would certainly argue deserves a spot eric spolstra phil jackson mm-hmm. jack yeah. ramsey and lenny Wilkins. So great list. There's, uh, we have been treated with a lot of great coaches over the years. Dude, and we, we have really some, have, and man. we have some incredible coaches right now. I mean, Tyron Liu in the Clippers oh, yeah. is insane. Monty Williams and Monty Williams, man. I'm a oh, big Williams Monty Williams. Oh, Monty Williams might go down as one of the greatest coaches of all time. He and Steve Kerr. I mean, the the yeah yeah the, we the, forgot the, about Steve Kerr. Listen, man, people people don't talk about. His role in the Warriors dynasty and everything he's brought to them. People are like, oh, well, he just got, he was just brought in. They had Steph Curry. Everything was already there. All he had to do was sit on the bench. Not true. He had to, he had to make a lot of adjustments and put Steph in those situations to score. So right. he is a big part of what they do. But, big time, Sean. You know, you know what's a big part of what we do, Troy? You. And you know who else is? Everyone that tunes in. And we want to thank you so much for tuning in. Because this is from Half Court, which each and every week again, Troy and I sit down and we talk all things about the game that we love and the game that you love as well. If you like that, be sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the podcast with your friends, and join the conversation down in the comment section down below. You can also join the conversation on social media by following myself at Sean Afcourt and Troy at Troy Sergi 44 We want to thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you next time from Half Court. Be sure to subscribe. You hear me? You have to subscribe. I will make you subscribe. Bye.